Welcome to the People Powered Business Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Lee Billet. If you employ staff, engage contractors, or rely on people to help deliver your products or services, you're in the right place. Join us each week as we dive in to uncover what makes people tick, learn the best strategies and tactics to build an amazing team, and most importantly, discover how you, the business owner or leader, can unleash the power of your people to help create the successful business you deserve. Let's get started. Hello, hello, Christy Lee here and welcome to episode number 63 of the People Powered Business Podcast. So great to have you here. Thank you so much for joining me here on the podcast. If you are brand new to the podcast, welcome. It is fabulous to have you here. I truly appreciate you listening in. And of course, if you enjoy what we discuss here today, don't forget to hit subscribe so you get all of the reminders when our next episode drops. And for our returning listeners, welcome back. So great to have you here. I truly appreciate the time that you spend with us each and every week on the podcast. I hope whatever you're up to, business and personally, you are having a great week and things are really bubbling along smoothly in a positive way for you. Now, on today's episode, we're going to be having a chat about what I think is the new norm for our workplaces. In fact, and I've said this a few times before, I think we were already trending in this direction before the whole COVID situation hit us. But because of that scenario and what we had to deal with, we kind of fast-tracked things and and we fast-tracked things significantly. I think without COVID, it would have taken us at least 10 years to get to where we are now with this. But thanks to COVID, we fast-tracked, we figured it out, and I do truly believe it's going to be better for business, better for our teams, and is our new norm. And what am I talking about? I am, of course, talking about the model of hybrid teams in our workplace. Before we get into that, let's define what we're talking about before we discuss how we can really get the most out of our hybrid teams. So what exactly is a hybrid team? Well, as most of you may have guessed, a hybrid team is con- is a team that's uh, con- uh, that has composed of, <laughs> lost my words today, distinct types of workers. So different groups of workers working in different ways, two distinct groups generally, is a hybrid team. And of course, in this day and age, what we're talking about with hybrid teams is those that work from the office and those that do not, those that work from home or from another location outside of the office. Pre-COVID, we really structured our work, our teams our whole organizational operations around most of the activity coming from one office or a series of offices if we were a larger business, right? Most things required that we had people on site, bums on seats, at desks, at factory floors, whatever the case is. And even though for many of our employees, their work technically, operationally could have been done from anywhere, We really, for lots of reasons, didn't embrace that largely as um, business owners. And I know for many of you, the challenge that COVID put in place for you around having to have these people go remote, and there was a lot of fear, there was a lot of stress, there was a lot of uncertainty. But now we've come out the other side, we figured out actually, it wasn't all that hard after all. So traditionally, a hybrid team is where you've got two groups of workers. So you'll have your in-office people and your not in-office people. But really, what I think we're talking about with hybrid teams now is a much more flexible, 
fluid approach to work where people are going to be able to choose where they work from and how they do that work. So instead of having two distinct groups of these people only work from the office and these people only work from home, I think the more likely scenario for many of you is that everyone works part from home and part from the office at different times and in different kind of rhythms, but there's a real blend where people come in, they don't come in, they perhaps one, some people come in far less than others, some people come in a lot more than others, but that it's a much more fluid than purely in us and them. And I think that's the really interesting dynamic that has come out of all of this, that we can actually work from different places, work from not just one place, and that all of us can benefit from having this mixed modality of work. So rather than purely a one group versus the other group, we've got a group of people who are in and out in different, as I said, times, different sort of phases, and, you know, depending on what's happening with them personally or what's happening with them project-wise at work, it can all be very fluid and changed. There's a lot less consistency than in the first type of hybrid model. Now, I think this is the way we're going to go moving forward. And to be honest, I really love this approach to work. I am the sort of person that personally, to me, location for work has never been important um, and I don't need that kind of structure, but I do know many other people and in fact, I know other entrepreneurs even who really need that structure around where they work. So even if they are working, let's say from home, they will have a home office set up and they will literally get dressed for work and make their coffee and go into their home office and work like they were at an office because they find it really difficult to work in a more fluid way. Where others like me, it it doesn't need to be like that structure. So everyone is different and you will have found this with your employees as well. So I love this hybrid model. I think it has a whole range of benefits and many of those benefits come down to our teams and how they perceive this opportunity. For years, employees have been asking for more flexibility in the workplace, the opportunity to work from home, the opportunity to be at the office less and less. And as employers, we've been resistant to it. Big business and small business alike have not been great at embracing the flexibility we could have given the technology that was available to us. We weren't in the days of needing to be at an office to dial into a server anymore, Literally everything was available to us on the cloud, but we weren't great at tapping into it. Now that employees have had a taste of this and have seen that, you know, they've probably uh, surprised themselves a lot of times in terms of their productivity and their output, they don't want to be forced back into an office full time. Surveys are showing time and time again that a large percentage of employees, almost all, want some ability to be able to work from home at least some of the time. So what happens to us as employers if we fail to do that? If we fail to offer this kind of hybrid model, we're going to be in all sorts of trouble, and I'm going to run through that in a moment. So some of the benefits of these hybrid teams are really around employee engagement and employee satisfaction in the workplace. And in fact, if you are the sort of business where employees can work from home, so they don't have to be in a factory with all the equipment to make the product, for example, and you're not offering some flexibility around working from home and a hybrid work model, you're going to struggle to retain your staff. You're going to struggle to attract new staff because employees not only want it, 
they're beginning to expect it. So the, t- the businesses that can offer this and can do it really successfully are going to see much happier employees, employees who are more engaged. They're going to have access to a much broader talent pool of new employees coming into the business. And of course, they're going to have much, much better staff retention rates. So from an employee satisfaction and engagement perspective, it's all benefit with your hybrid teams. Some of those downsides, though, that I mentioned are that you're going to struggle to attract um, staff if you cannot create this environment and your workflow says that you should be able to, for example. Now, are there any downsides to actually having a hybrid team? Look, there are definitely a few that you should be aware of, and probably this is where you need to be careful about how you manage these teams. So some of the downsides can be that in a hybrid team structure, you can see a little bit more of a social disconnect in comparison to an on-site face-to-face team structure. And a lot of this comes out of us not being set up particularly well to run hybrid teams or not really understanding how to lead hybrid teams and not understanding how to reconnect our teams socially. And it also comes out of the fact that our teams were largely used to being together day in, day out, pre-COVID. So it can impact our social interactions and connections at work. You do run a risk of having an us versus them mentality when you have a hybrid team. So us versus them being the groups that are in the office more versus the groups that are in the office less. I'm going to share with you in a moment some strategies, though, to help you avoid that. And I think that is the key to having a successful hybrid team at work. With a hybrid team, those that are off-site tend to be less visible than those that are on-site. When I say visible, it's think about the people you've worked with, the businesses you've worked with in the past or your teams in the past. The people that you see day in, day out, you tend to become more familiar with. You might think of them first, and this is maybe not even a conscious process that you go through. You might think of them first when it comes to opportunities to work on projects and those kind of things, because you see them all the time. They're kind of front of mind where your offsite staff in a hybrid team model can be less visible. And as a leader, you've got to really be careful of that. I think with these more fluid hybrid teams, we're going to see less of that, but it is definitely a pitfall you need to watch out for. And also communication. Now, of course, That's not a downside of a hybrid team, but you do need to be more cautious in a hybrid team that you are communicating effectively so that you don't see breakdowns in communication because that's where a hybrid team can come undone if we do see breakdowns in their communication. But overall, I think the advantages of a hybrid team model far, far outweigh any potential negatives because all of these potential downsides are are things that we as leaders can effectively manage, right? So they're not downsides that we can't work around or put strategies in place to manage better. So for me, I think it's a great model. And I think it's, I believe that it's one that many of you are really adopting and embracing. And if that's you, awesome. And I hope it's working well for you. And I hope these tips that I'm about to share really assist with that as well. So I'm going to share three key tips now in how we manage our hybrid teams. And the reason that I wanted to share these with you is is recently I was uh, working with a client who has moved to this hybrid model. They were all on site pre-COVID. And now that they've come back to being able to be back on site if they want it to be, they've decided to really create a lot more flexibility. And many of their team are remote and some of them are in fact 
located away. So they they won't be in the office at all. They're interstate or in regional areas. And this client was asking me uh, around onboarding actually a team member and said, how should we do it differently for a remote person? And I said, well, in my opinion, you should do it exactly the same. You just tweak how you deliver it, but the onboarding process shouldn't be too different. But this was a really interesting question because they were looking to make sure that they did the right, all the right things and ticked all the right boxes, but almost believing that they needed to do something totally different if the person was remote. And this is exactly the point that I'm making with these three tips that I'm sharing with you, that creating a different structure, that only embeds this us and them into it. So we want to keep consistent with our hybrid, our in-house or our offsite team. So here's three key tips I want to share with you. So the three things that you can do to work more effectively with your hybrid teams, center around communication and making it consistent and considered, creating a remote first culture so your business is built for the hybrid team model, and focusing on results and productivity over time in in office or online and being present in any particular place. So let's unpack these. Now, communication, I mean, I don't think you'd be surprised to hear this, but Effective communication in any team, in any workplace is vital to the success of that team and vital to them really tuning in and wanting to have input into the business. When you've got a hybrid team, this is even more important. Part of this communication helps with those social interactions challenges that I was mentioning previously. But part of this also comes down to making sure you've got consistent communication across both your on-site and off-site team members. Think of a team meeting that you might have usually had with your team when everyone was in the one place and how the dynamics of that team meeting might have gone. Now consider how you might approach team meetings with a hybrid team. Some of you may be struggling with that and some of you may have had team meetings and can now be recognizing that perhaps there was a mismatch in how you were communicating with both groups of people. So some of the the ways that we need to do this is firstly, when you're communicating with both groups of people, really embrace the technology that we have available to us. So using all the video technology tools to make sure that if you're having a conversation face-to-face with someone in the office that you're also having a face-to-face conversation with the same team member who is remote. So you're basically mirroring everything you're doing on-site with how you are talking to someone who is off-site. So having consistent communication channels is really, really important. And you want to be communicating in ways that um, really also allow for this nuanced social connection that only happens when someone is, you know, in the workplace and then people are together all the time. It's those little social chats that happen over lunch or whilst making a coffee or, you know, just generally as you're working in the same space. So from a communication perspective, you want to be creating spaces and forums almost for those social connections to be achieved. Now, it could be allowing time for general chat before or after your team meeting. So have the room, you know, if it's happening in Zoom, have the Zoom room opened, you know, 15 minutes before. So people can just pop in and say, hi, how are you going? Have those general chats. Even, and and lots of businesses did this during COVID when everyone was in lockdown, but it's all gone off, you know, off the wagon now and, and businesses aren't doing these other things. 
And these are these more structured things we did during COVID, like virtual Friday drinks or virtual coffee chats on a Wednesday morning or uh, Friday games nights with the team. Lots of people did some really creative stuff during COVID when everyone was in lockdown. But now that we've gone back out of that, but yet we've kept this remote work um, a reality, we haven't kept up some of those things that were helping to retain that social connection with our team members. So providing different ways that your team can continue to connect socially. And it might be that once a month, everyone's in the office together. You know, that could be a solution to make sure that you've got some, uh, the social fabric is continuing to be woven and that people aren't feeling particularly isolated as well. So finding different ways to create those informal communication channels is really important. So people were running Slack channels through COVID, but haven't kept those up post COVID. You must remember, I guess, that while some people are remote, they're going to feel that isolation that you all felt when you were all remote. So it's being mindful of that in the workplace. So communication, that's number one, being consistent, making sure that you're not inconsistently communicating with those that are working remotely in comparison with those that are in the office with you. Now, another key tip is to build a culture that is remote work first. Now, this might sound a little bit odd, a little bit backwards, but if you think about it, we had built our teams and our businesses to be on-site teams and businesses. And now we're trying to sort of mold that to fit with people working remotely. What about if we flipped this on on its head? What about if we uh, structured everything to be made for remote workers? And then if people came into the office, that's fine. That's just their their work location for the day. But it wasn't built around that model. If you can switch your mindset on this and build everything about being a remote first culture, you're building a structure, operations and culture that are built to work no matter where anyone is working. Whether they're in the office or not, it's going to work equally. Where if you build a structure that is built for in-office work, it doesn't work as well when people are remote. So if you make decisions about how you structure things, your communications, your meetings, everything like that around remote first, you are going to end up creating a structure and a culture that is much more friendly for a hybrid team environment. So one of the ways you can do this, and I thought this was a great example, is we were talking about team meetings earlier and making sure we're consistent in how we communicate. And I saw a great example of a company where that when they're having team meetings and, it, and they work in a hybrid model, instead of the people that are in the office getting together in one room and then everyone else dialing in, let's say on Zoom, what they do is they get everyone to join the team meeting from their desk, from their own laptop or, or desktop computer, probably laptop or tablet, I imagine. That way, it's a level playing field. Everyone is dialing into the meeting from the same platform. So whether or not you're working at your desk in the office or your desk at your home or desk at a co-working space, everyone is in that meeting on a level playing field. And that's, that's something that's really clever that you can do. Another idea I've seen is where, again, team meetings where you've got people sitting around, let's say your boardroom table might be where you usually have your team meeting. Instead of just having one sort of screen where you can see lots of little tiles of everyone's heads, what they do is set up a laptop 
around the table, one seat for each person. So it feels like they're sitting at the table, both for those in the room who are then looking at that laptop for that person and so forth, but also for those dialing into the meeting, feeling like they're actually sitting at the table. So there's lots of different little nuanced things you can do when creating this remote work uh, first culture that will just help shift the thinking about being away from the office being abnormal to that being the normal. And then the third tip I have for you is focusing on results and productivity over time and attendance. Now, this was something if you didn't do during COVID, you would have struggled, obviously, with. But it's so important as we head into this more permanent arrangement of hybrid and remote working teams. You simply must build trust into your team for this to be a a realistic thing to try and achieve. But results and productivity orientated, you need to be crystal clear on what you expect from each of your team members, what the results need to look like, what the output needs to look like, and you need to clearly communicate and articulate that to them. Set the expectations, set the boundaries so they know what's expected of them. And then focus on that being achieved for the individuals and the team as a whole. I think it's also really important in remote and hybrid work arrangements to set some clear boundaries about working hours and about who's expected to be online when. We are going to see an era of complete burnout in the very near future is my prediction because when people are working from home, the research is showing us they are working more hours because they don't have the mechanism to switch off that they used to when they left the office for the day. And whilst that's great for business to an extent, staff that work too many hours and are burnt out are underproductive or unproductive. So we do need to set boundaries around that and maintain them with our team so that there's not an expectation that they're checking the emails at all hours of the night or responding to calls at 5am in the morning. Set those boundaries because that will prevent the burnout at their end. Research has also showed, um, and I shared on a previous episode of the podcast, a concept called the third space exercise, um, or the, the concept of the third space, and there was an exercise around how you can implement that, but it's a process of resetting our brains for the different um, phases that we go through in a day, whether that's between meetings or going from work to home or home to work. Without the commute, without the change in location, that's a much, much harder process and some employees are really struggling with it. So being mindful about that and helping your employees set those um, transition periods so that they don't burn out because you do not want a team that has burnt out due to this hybrid work arrangement. So communication is king. Communicate consistently, set clear expectations, set boundaries and uphold them. Create a remote first culture so your business and your team are built to work remotely and then coming into the office is just one option for them, not the preferred option necessarily. And focus on results and productivity. Focus on what output you're getting out of people and what they're looking to achieve and you're going to have excellent productivity and you're not going to be worried about time in attendance, which is not the most important thing. So they're my three key tips for your hybrid team. Now, if you are working with a hybrid team model at the moment, I would absolutely love to know about it. I'd love to know how it's working for you, what challenges you might be having, or what's working really well that might benefit other businesses that are trying this model. The best way for you to connect with us, to have that conversation and to share that knowledge with us is inside our free Facebook group which is HR support for Australian businesses. If you head over to Facebook groups and you type in HR support for Australian businesses, that's where you'll find us. Come over and join us in that Facebook group. I'm going to put the link right here in today's show notes as well, but I'd love for you to join us over there. It's a great group. 
We're all a bit chatty. We don't take ourselves too seriously and we do share what's working for us in the world of building and managing our teams, HR compliance and everything to do with the people in our business. So I would love to welcome you in there. So that's it from me for today. If you'd love to get today's show notes and get that link over to the Facebook group, just head over to peoplepoweredbusiness.com and click on episode number 63. That's where you'll find those notes. I hope you've enjoyed today's chat about hybrid teams. I truly do believe it is the future of our workplaces and I think it is great in terms of our ability to attract and retain the best quality applicants in the market. So I hope you're embracing it as much as you possibly can and that it's working well for your business. Thanks again for joining me here today and I look forward to chatting to you next week here on the People Powered Business Podcast. Have a great week.